The views, informations, or opinions expressed during the filming of this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent any church affiliation of host Ray Nong Kent. I want to welcome you to the Not Safe for Church podcast, where we serve the saints and the ain'ts because Jesus is for everybody. I don't even know if I should have read the beginning of that statement because I don't work at a church anymore. That's why I have on sunglasses. I am mourning. Um, <laughs> oh. I used to be a worship leader. I led uh, in a lot of places. And, you know, the phone is kind of dry right now, but it's okay. We good? I want to welcome all my co-hosts today. I have S.J. Campbell. Hey! S.J. Campbell's going to be a regular on here. Okay. Come on. Special Uh-oh. announcement. Ooh, I Coming in hot. Yes. We got Nate Johnson. Hello, hello. Honor, honor to be here. Come on. And we got Two. Nate Johnson's an ex-pastor. Come on. And we got Phil Turner. Can I Come get the music on. ran back? Oh, oh, no, 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 I know. Oh, Lord. The the always, oh, this is not your podcast. This is my show. Oh. This is my show. Humble y'all. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. I love that song. Well, y'all know we got to start this episode with the altar call. And some of you may be asking, what is an altar call? An altar call is where we call out our brothers and sisters who may be in need of prayer. The first person that needs prayer is me. Because have y'all seen gas prices? Oh, honey. I'm literally about to take that Jeep back. If anybody knows somebody who works at the BMW place, <laughs> I want a BMW now. I know, like, how are you going to quit your job and get BMW? I, I know, it sounds I'm crazy. But um, <laughs> I want a BMW. I want a Series 2, though, so it's not going to be more expensive than my lease I have now. So if you know anybody that works at BMW, call me. But alright, let's get into the first. <laughs> I think you got to use the platform but all the ways yeah, you can. Yeah, no. Hallelujah. I'm not speaking at the church no more, so I can't ask the saints after church, so I got to ask them on here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Alright. Tyrese and his new girlfriend. Um, I don't know if you guys know this singer Tyrese I don't know because I know in black culture a lot of people know him do y'all know him Tyrese every time I see sweet him. lady will you be my sweet lover all night long I can't my voice is tired my voice is tired I'm scared I don't want to crack on a no I don't want to crack do you know Tyrese he also was in the movie um, The Fast and the Furious that's what I was talking about I didn't want to mix you know absolutely you know I know Tyrese yeah absolutely so Tyrese is so in love with his girlfriend um, that they go to the bathroom together. Um, I saw a video mm-hmm. and it seemed like there was two toilets in the bathroom. <laughs> Could not be me. Uh, would you want to go to the bathroom with your significant other? Is that something you would want to do? I don't know. It's just kind of weird for me. Tyrese, no. I can't. Yeah. See. Uh-uh, Phil. Wait a minute. That shit nasty. Listen. Sometimes we be oh, in wait, a conversation. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> only took two minutes. Wait. Oh, my Lord. Count us forever. Listen, me and my wife sometimes be in a conversation or chasing kids or something will happen to be in the bathroom at the same time. But as far as me wanting to be in the bathroom at the same time, no. Let me ask you a question, though, Miss SJ. The ladies go to the bathroom all the time. Well, how come Tyrese and his girl can't go to the bathroom right. at the same time? Uh, it's a little different. Sometimes. Is it? I, it is. Okay. Yes, because I think some things should still be private. That is one thing. Okay. That... I mean, I was married at one point. I did everything in front of him. Sure. If when I get married again, I will not. I think that I just want some things to be private. That's one thing that I want to keep to myself. Mm -hmm. You know what it feels like if I could, I'm not going to turn the table completely, but you know people who like sit on the same side of the booth? Oh, yes. I hate that. You have a problem with that? I hate when people sit on the same side of the booth. Is that a problem? I used to, and now I'm okay with it. Girl, who you sitting on the same side of the booth with? <laughs> why we? Why to get turned on me? We were talking about like, like, you know, you know, I am your personal assistant. Let me look at your calendar. Who are you sitting on the same side of the booth with? That's the question. We all know. Okay. Hey, but anywho, anyways, I used to hate it though. I think it's obnoxious. Like I would walk in and I'd right. be like, "They're annoying. I'm the annoying people." Now. Okay, but I, okay, here's the thing about the bathroom. I don't want anybody to see my goodness and mercy um, when it's not in. Uh, 
let me, I don't know. This might be too far. I don't work for the church. Um, I don't want to see my goodness and mercy when it's not at its best form. Okay. You think context. It's a context thing. Yes. I don't want anybody to, you know what I'm trying to say without saying what I'm trying to say. Well, you no. know what? When I, when I do the dishes mm. and like the bread's wet in the water, I get disgusted. So like yes. in context, bread's great. Out of context, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm saying there's context. The hoo-ha's great. Oh, yes. Out of context. It's not. No. That's what you just said. Check me out. Wow. Words of my mouth. Here's the difference. my wife birth our two kids. God bless your heart. The bathroom is nothing to me. Mm. That's true. That doesn't ring There's anything a whole thing. to me. Yes. Vulnerability is hard, right, for me. So like, I feel like when you're going to the washroom, you're vulnerable. Like see, someone's watching you. It makes me uncomfortable. I, I start mm-hmm. schvitzing. It's too much. She can the watch washroom. all she wants. Next house, we'll have two, two toilets in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, God, that <laughs> is too much. You're like, just wait. All right, let's move go. on. Let's move on. <laughs> all right, Kourtney Kardashian recently said, abstinence makes the heart grow fond- fonder. Mm. And her fiance, mm. her fiance Travis Barker, mm. um, and her decided to go on a sex fast. Do you agree abstinence makes the heart grow fonder? Yes. Do you have experience? Like me, are you Absolutely. have a story? A so testimony? my wife and I were actually celibate before we got married. Oh, come on. Hello. There's not a lot Fill of Christians doing that. Let me take my glasses off because I need to Fill see my eyes. There's not a lot of Christians Pick it up, doing that these up. days. Okay, so listen my to me. My jaw though. is still down. Hear me out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Like, I shook it. Okay, sure. Right. <laughs> SJ, people do that all the time. So, okay. The celibate thing? Actually, I was yeah. selling it for five years. Yeah. Were you? I, whoa. <laughs> On purpose. Hello. You chose to be, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Which is 100%. Why you know, did you choose to be before marriage? Biblically, yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought I was supposed to do. Um, and I knew it was going to be difficult, but I was willing to get the glory on the other side of doing come, that. I and I wanted to run it right because I was really promiscuous before my wife. Oh, come I on. Totally oh, we you know understand about the, that. I know about the promiscuous yeah, we know, spirit. What if it was terrible? Um, I wasn't worried about that because what it caused us to do was really dig deep into our emotional state of our relationship. Yeah, okay. So okay. you really become friends. And if we're doing it the right way, you know, we weren't standing at each other's house. We didn't yeah. move in until we got married. How long were you together before you got married? Only 10 months. Ooh. Okay. But it was a long 10 months. I re- We really tried to get married. Good for you. Like, as soon as we got engaged, it just didn't work out that way. But, you know, in the Bible, when they said, you know, abstinence, you begin to, you know, you burn. You're really being friends. And it, you know, I remember a point right before we were getting married. I'm like, it's a little weird because I don't know if I'm attracted to you anymore because we've built this friendship. Ooh, that's a good point. But we've learned so much hmm. about each other. We learn, you really learn to love each other for who yeah. you are because yeah. when you begin to have sexual relations, like that, Changes. that's deep. Mm-hmm. That's really deep. So. <laughs> That was my first relationship yeah. without, and it was an eye-opener for yeah. me, and the relationship was so much deeper. Now, don't get me wrong. Once we got married, now you have to build that sexual yeah. attraction. Yeah. Now you have to build the relationship That's from that good. side. And keep it going. And it takes time, mm-hmm. but it was almost restored and renewed because it felt so fresh and new. We got to build it together. Yeah. Like, completely like together. So. It was almost like we got a chance to start over with each other, and it was it was amazing. It's been yeah. amazing ever since. So you how really long have learned, you been married? Uh, to be ten years next month. Shit. Hallelujah! So, yeah, um, it's been a blessing. It really has. Good and um, when it comes to like whether it's good or bad, right? You really learn that your sexual encounters are very, very intimate and emotional. Yeah, um, I agree. It's good when based on how sex. open you are with your partner mm-hmm. and how you communicate, how you relate with one another how you communicate with one another yeah. how how deep you really dig from an emotional standpoint yeah. 
reflects on your your sex your sex life. There you go. Wow. So you know, I'm that testament. So let her let Kim do. I mean, it's her first time. She got to try something. This is not Kim. It's Co- Court. uh, Courtney. Or Courtney. Courtney. But I do she agree. I think different. that I think. When you have sex, it just kind of complicates things. I think there are so many relationships that if I wouldn't have had sex, that they could be way healthier today. I know in the first episode, I was talking about a, one of, you know, a number that somebody I had slept with. And I think that if I wouldn't have had sex with that person, that I would be able to be friends with that person. It would be different. But I think that like sometimes like sex can cloud things. And I don't, I don't like how it clouds things because like, then you end up in counseling for five years over the same person. Honey, we all need counseling. Right? <sighs> Daily. I Mighty agree, God. though, because it does complicate things. Yeah. Um, before yeah. my wife, um, I dated a few other people be- being celibate. Yeah. The relationship's totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you begin not to care about certain things. Some right. things I just didn't care about because yep. I didn't have that attachment. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that want, that need. Yep. You just like, you know, you come in and you go out the same way you came in. It is what it is. And you know, as far as a mental perspective, you know, we're talking about counseling. You really begin to focus on what you want, yeah, mm-hmm. um, what you'll accept and what you won't. Come on. So it, it was a blessing for me. So my wife, on the other hand, she was celibate four years before she met me. So come on. She, my, she my, was a teacher a lot of the time for me. And, you know, but wow. it takes two people. Yeah, it come on. Same know, mindset. Same we, mindset. We each had our moments when it was like, well, you know, talk to me. Let's it was do like, this. no, it's time yeah, for you to go home or, you know, we need to leave. Right, <laughs> man. So, come on. Um, yeah, it. it my uh, Nana waited absolutely. 17 years before her husband. She got married uh, older in life, you know, late in life again. And she waited 17 years. 17 years. I mean, mighty God, I just be like, I don't know. Now, being married, though, it's almost like I'm like, I wish you were my first period. Yeah. Aww. So we can have those type of connections from yeah. the beginning. Like, you're the only yeah. person I even know mm. without comparison, without anything. You're just, you're it. Yeah. Um. So I believe I got that because... I, I got to experience almost what it was like to start over again, like I was yeah. saying. So. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. That's awesome, Phil. SJ, where's your, where's your job? <laughs> I want to ask a question, but I don't know if it's I okay. I picked my job as you were talking. Okay. All right, okay, okay. okay. I, mean, like you and they, I feel like you and, this, you and Emily's no, story, like, like y'all were each other's yeah. first. I mean, Emily and, and amazing. I, yeah, Emily and I met when we were high school. She was a freshman, I was a sophomore. And, uh, I mean, we, our story a little bit was, I mean, we were taught um, that, oh, here's this funny. So we, we would set, kind of rules for ourselves so if we yeah. even went too far in kissing because in high school we're like man we had some rules of like don't be alone in the house and yep. all the feet are on the floor and all that fun stuff so if we even went too far that way uh even in kissing we would give ourselves a, a week or two break just making sure that like this isn't about this connection that we're all just hanging out because it's you know we're young in high school and yeah. it's a big responsibility and stuff but then yeah i mean she got married when she was 20 and turned 21 the night of her wedding and we're the only, only one that we're with yeah so That's it's dope. like a whole whole different story yeah. that's amazing <laughs> that is truly amazing it gets tricky though you gotta you like you said the kissing i mean you literally go from kissing and you're like oh maybe you should go home oh please <laughs> no once once you start kissing you need to say the devil get out of my house yep. our, our favorite moment was when we got married and then we said oh we can like stay with each other awkward we wake up the next morning with each other. Like, that was like, was the, cool. we were like kids. We're like, oh my gosh, we get to have sleepovers or whatever. It's like oh that kind God. of like, oh. it really is. Innocent like, feeling. Feeling. Yes. Like, it was so innocent, innocent for us. That's the best way to say it. It was precious. It was so cute. <laughs> I'm afraid that y'all get that in your next relationship. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's okay. It's, it's uh, the saints and the ain'ts. And That's I right. Am the but here's the thing. This one, no, I've been, you're, we're on our own journey. Everybody's on their journey. Absolutely. But I would say this too. I remember I was reading this book about the same topic and. For for our story, it's a great story. Yep. But, it's amazing. But we're no 
more special oh, absolutely. than anybody else. And that's the and see, that's the stuff that I wish more Christians yeah. would say. Like I think sometimes people think highly of themselves because they didn't mess up or yeah. they didn't have sex with like no no no. Like it's you have not, not made her arrive. That is self righteousness. Yeah. And we got to have yeah. that story and that's beautiful for yeah. us I and our it. faith and who we are, but like you know, God loves everyone, Absolutely. loves us, and, you know, I agree. all kinds of that's my, that's my parents. My, well, my mom's only ever been. But they were married 28 <laughs> years, got divorced for yeah. six, then remarried each other. And my mom's only ever still been with my dad. Wow. I know. Amazing. You know what the problem it's, is? People want to play God instead of getting out of his way. It's true. People always have something to say, too. They always have something to say. Well, Come on. I want to go on to our next question. It says, is it okay for Christians to drink alcohol? Alcohol. Is it okay for Christians to drink alcohol? I guess um, because I feel like I can be more transparent now because I don't represent any church or, I mean, I represent, you know, the church, you know, you know, I love God and all I that. See, yeah. But um, I think growing up, I thought I used to like really judge people who drank alcohol. Really? I did. Did you have alcohol in your home? Growing uh, up? No, I, my parents, I, if they did drink, I didn't know they drank. Okay. I didn't, you know, and I'm not going to say if they drink or they don't drink now, because I think my business to tell that's their story to tell. <laughs> and I know they friends listen to this podcast, but you know, <laughs> growing up, I didn't see them drink. And I remember like being 17 at a party. Um, in high school, and I like that's like when I started drinking. I would guess per se. I know it was wrong because I'm not of age and all that. But as I got older and I like went to college and I started, to, I don't know. I don't feel like drinking is a sin, but I do think drinking can be a stumbling block for certain people. And so, like for me, I have friends who uh, maybe struggle with an addiction with drinking, so I won't drink around them. Or mm -hmm. I have friends who I think they probably don't need to drink that much, so I'm not going to drink that much when I'm with them. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's wrong, but I think you do have to think wisely about it when you partake. Because I love a good brunch. You know what I mean? I love mimosas. <laughs> I mean, my whole family knows I am mimosa. I'm a mimosa guy. That's right. I, see, and I grew up opposite. My okay. very religious, as okay. we know, but I had my first drink twelve years old at oh a family. My family were yeah. Lebanese. We drink. Yep. You drank a screwdriver on Christmas Eve, like yeah. it was orange juice. Oh, you know, it didn't taste like orange juice, yeah. but it wasn't like crazy. Yeah. You would have one or two with your family. Yeah, it was fun. You'd go to sleep. It was, and I think once I got to high school, I wasn't really. Yes, I would, wasn't the best child, but I also had fun. But I knew my boundaries, right? Yeah. Like. I was always DD. I was always in student council. Again, yeah. I still party. Do not get me wrong. But yeah. at the same time, I think because I had started at a young age with my family and feeling comfortable knowing my limits, yep. I was able to do it. And again, I grew up in the church. Yeah. So it was very different. And I think that's key, you know, knowing your limits. 100%. Um, I've never I've never had alcohol before, fun fact. You've never. I got in plenty of trouble and knew exactly what I was doing growing up. But oh, Hey, um, but not, you can't knew. Blame it on the, I, 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 <laughs> Can't blame it on it. Uh, yeah. For me, though, it, it was simply because I saw people around me yeah. intoxicated. Yep. You know, yeah. Sometimes it's family members, friends, and I didn't want to lose that self-control. Right. Um, and I think as I got older and didn't do it for a period of time, it just became natural. I never craved it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It kind of reminds me of the sex conversation. You know, it's right. like before you have it, you don't crave it. Whoa, Once you but, have yeah. it. Doors wide open. So, like, mm -hmm. I've never had it. Bye, so, bye, bye, I didn't, yeah. I never craved alcohol until this day. I just, you know, it's nothing that's appealing to me. But I don't think it's a sin. But I think when you indulge, yeah. you know, when you start to lose that control. Yeah. yeah. It becomes. It's a problem. And it's yeah. easy. I even know, like, in certain seasons, if I'm going through, I'm not going to be drinking heavy. Like, yeah. I don't need to be, like, 
Because I don't want that to become my crutch. Right. Like, That's I only, important. I like to drink, if I am going to drink, I like to drink when I'm celebratory. You know, like, it's going good. You know, like, I don't want to be at home like, oh, Jesus, let me pour this. <laughs> That's not going to be me. I don't do that. So. That's great. You guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, All right. Well, we're going to wrap this time up. We're going to get into our topic of the day. Come on. Ooh. All right. Our topic of today is run your race. Um, in life, we all have a purpose and a calling. We were put on the earth to add value, to add love, to be light to humanity. However, I don't think we can actually do that until we identify what our purpose calling is. And once we identify those things, we can actually run our race. So today I just want to focus on that, like running your race. Um, if you could identify your purpose in one word, what would it be? Mm. All of us. I'm going to go with driven. Okay. Okay. Um, reason being is because I think that's the foundation to the purpose. The purpose may change, but because of my drive um, and how I reach for, you know, the goal and in, you know, reaching for a goal, I feel like there has to be a source behind it. So yeah. if God's my source, I'll rely on the resources given to me. Right. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like the purpose may change, but the driven, the driven part behind it remains the same, which drives the purpose. That's good. As it continues. That's so. good. That's good. I, I think my word right now for sure in my season is serve. Yeah. And I think the purpose has always been to serve and serve yeah. others and serve my wife, serve my kids. Um, and I think I just take that obviously from, this is like the church answer, but Jesus, like, you know, <laughs> homeboy just uh, washing his disciples' feet. Like, I'm here to serve you guys and be with you guys. And I think that serving thing, Man. the moment I uh, the moment I get frustrated and feel made with kids, like, it's typically because I either want to be served or I'm trying to do something for myself. Yep. And I get most angry and frustrated when I'm trying to do something as opposed to like be servant. And even like before I go to bed, sometimes I'll think, okay, tonight's sleep has to be about my family as well. So when yep. the kids are sick or frustrated and they're in my bed, I like to be, if I can get in that mode, that's awesome. I don't normally don't get there, you know, before I go. But uh, yeah, serve is a huge deal for me right now is yeah. just looking around and how I can serve people. Which yeah. I think, you I know, can. part of any purpose should be to so, serve, right? Yeah. Sure. I don't think it's. I have no idea. SJ. What my one word would be. One word. That's hard SJ. for me. I mean, SJ, you're leading women and people that, every I was day. Just saying, leading. Not, but leading, yes. But at the same time, like, I don't know. This was a hard one for me. I could go with leading. But it's also for me, like, I am very big on energy, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Like, I love people. I love being around people. I love putting people in a good mood. Getting yep. to know people. Yep. Um, we always joke that I have this sign, like, tell me your life story. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, just people feel comfortable around me where I want to learn about them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, this is, I feel like. For me, what, the work for me to you is refreshing. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's Thanks, absolutely. I think if you could look at your life, walk into any space, and be like, I'm going to be refreshing to anybody who shows up, whatever I their like day looks like. One. That's a good one. Because you bring the that's energy into the room. One. You Thank do. You, you. Have, I mean, you really do. Thanks. The first few minutes of the podcast, I'm so nervous. I'm like, they're going to be like, oh, God, has he lost his faith? <laughs> and it's all because of that <laughs> We know. Oh, oh, we heard so it through the grapevine. Oh, okay. That's the shade. Okay, but anyways, um, I would say my purpose is to inspire. Ooh, I like Absolutely. And I think um, for nine years, it has been leading worship. And uh, honestly, coming out of that season is probably like really hard for me. Like, I'm not going to lie, y'all. I am going through a lot. Like, this is hard. This is a hard yeah. season. I have literally 
gave up everything I love to do this podcast. Oh, you're in the right place, though. And, hey! Uh, yes. Yeah, and I feel like God wants me to do this. And I think that, you know, they, you know uh, they used to say when I was growing up, by and by. By and by, you know, things people will understand by and by, day by day. And I think day by day things will line up. And then people are like, Oh, I get it. But even if they don't get it, I'm not I'm not here. No. You know, validation is for parking. I'm not a car. Oh, so, tell them. You know what I'm saying? So hey. maybe you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't down. have to be validated by you because right. when I get I to heaven it. and you see me there, there you go. You're gonna say, Dang, Renal was that real and got to heaven. But my purpose is to inspire. And um I realized that last year. Um, I had got a chance to speak um, at the church I was working at and uh, they said like what's one word and I was like inspire because like no matter what I want to inspire people just to be better to love to be like to become their best selves I love that that's Um, a good one I feel like in all of our lives, there's a chapter in our lives that is hard. Like it's that Oof. defining moment. It's that moment where you're like, what the heck is going on? Like you want to give up, you want to throw in a towel. And my question to you feel, what was that defining moment Oof. that led you to run your race and live out your life's calling? Mm. A couple of them. Um, there was a moment when I was getting into random trouble, just, you yeah. know, not taking responsibility for what I was doing. Yeah. I mean, it was always everybody else's fault. I used to, you know, mm-hmm. be a fighter growing up. So that was like my thing, a protector of other yeah. people. And, you know, just, you know, always with it. Yep. But um, it got me into a lot of trouble. Um, and I remember a moment when I couldn't call anybody for help. That's good. I couldn't call mom and dad. I couldn't call yeah. my friends. Mm. Like no one could get me out of where I was at. And um, I remember the judge telling me, you know, all the degrees and stuff you got going on, you'll lose it all if you stay on the, down this path. And yeah. I just remember sitting there thinking about it. And I'm like, no one can save me but God right now. Oh, come like, on. that's my only friend. Whoa. That's wow. the only person only I have hope. to talk to mm-hmm. and my only hope. Yeah. Um, and it was really a defining moment for me there. And, you know, I've had other defining moments along the way. Um, what makes me an entrepreneur and want to run my own race there is because, you know, I've worked for corporate companies for so many years. Um, giving them those long hours, everything I had. Um, to be let go because the system changed and it didn't change around me Mm -hmm. Um, and thinking about you know all the effort and the time and energy I put into something that didn't allow me to spread my rings or to serve anybody Mm -hmm. or you know really reach out to other people in need and share my testimony and really give them a part of me yeah that's good it was time for me to move on and create that space for myself it has not been easy Mm. um, and it continues to be different but that was like the defining moment where it's like you know, I am where I'm supposed to be regardless of, of how difficult it is. Yeah, that's good. That's good I feel like, Nate, you, like your story is similar. I feel like um, you've been in like, I mean, you were a pastor for like over a decade. Yeah. And like to me, a lot of times that whole pastor thing is like, that's not something that's forever. Right. And like, how are you navigating this new season and how, like, how's it all working out? Right. Like what... Yeah, like, are you still running your race? Like, did your race stop? Like, did you give up? Like, what's, like, yeah. Well, and I have to make sure that I'm not self-conscious about my own race, my own faith. That's good, that's good. To want to project, um, you know, people not to worry about me or to question stuff. That's all on them. If they want to ask or talk, I'd love to talk about that. But yeah, my my faith is so unique and beautiful in this season, uh, especially in that serving world. Like, I think what I've seen more and more this past Friday night, we had this 
a big event at our store. It's yeah. not a plug for the store. For the love, come hey. on. Hey. Speaking <laughs> downtown Las <laughs> Vegas. They don't sponsor this episode, but they're my good friends and they have sponsored We're so many meals. Uh, in my life, I mean, I've ate at their house. I've done ate their brownies. I mean, and they're not weed brownies; they're no, regular no, brownies. Yeah, we're good. They're Christian. We were we oh, were wow. working at churches when we were eating brownies. Okay, mm. we were, they're not no marijuana brownies. You got to make that clear because you know some people assume. Well, you now you know. both don't work at a church, though. So oh, we're know. not having no so weed brownies. brownies. No, yeah. Oh, Lord, what's wrong with weed brownies? Though? I'm not saying nothing's wrong with them, but Sheesh. oh my Lord, me and me and Pastor Day are not having the weed brownies. <laughs> He's so red right now. I am so red. I'm getting all nervous. What did you say? I'm getting uh. What's the Schwitzing? Schwitzing. Um, <laughs> no, I think what's what's what was amazing is that when that store happened during uh, my transition, Emily's been at home with the four kids, yep. working part time for her parents, Praise you and uh, and and supporting me and all my weirdness, but also what God's calling us to yep. do. And we moved yeah. our lives and our family uh, really for what God wants us. And so this next this season right now, we own the store together, but she runs that store. Yeah, and it's incredible to see her flourish. Uh, the connection she makes, the yeah. community we have in this arts district world and the business world, the people I'm getting to meet and connect with, like it's so, so fun. And again, to serve her and see her go, because I think there's a little part of it. She's been able to do her thing with kids, but also in her own friendships and relationships. And now to, to support her, but I'm in full-time school. So, I mean, these classes are crazy and yeah. I'm writing papers and reading a ton for the next season that God has for me, whether it's uh, f- family marriage counseling, my own practice, or if it's starting a another organization or continue to serve people in a different way and to have that uh as part of my repertoire i'm really excited for but but yeah i mean my faith is a totally different world and i think what's happened not yeah. to go too far oh is God. um is that there has been that separation when you're not a pastor and people don't see you that it does change relationships and change dynamics yeah. and you're i was going to ask you about that well and i haven't changed for me personally right. like who i am and how uh, I want to live my life. Light. I want to connect my yeah. life. It wasn't like I've quit being pastor and all of a sudden I'm gone crazy and I don't believe or I've done uh, behaviors I've never done before. It's like I'm still the same person and I still uh, at the church, we, we had our special needs prom. I'm like, I want to be a part of that, even though yeah. I was a big part of it before. I'm like, I'm still doing this stuff and I still have a heart for all this stuff. And so anyway, that to me is don't, I'd never want to lose that. So I want to be generous with what God's given us. I mean, I have this one life. How can I use it for the best to serve other people? And it's just in a totally different context. And so, like you said, I mean, there's no phone calls of preaching anywhere or anything like that. And that's okay. Like, because that's where God wants me to do this thing. And I have four kids. They have a lot of energy. They need a lot of love and, and, uh, and all of me to be a part of their lives and development. So yeah. Yeah, And that's kind of crazy. I don't know. For me, I feel like when I stopped being a pastor, it's only been two weeks. I do feel like I have changed, Mm. but not changed. Like I feel like I'm just more open and honest. Why is that? But I don't know. Like it wasn't that like I was trying to be secretive or like be somebody else, but I feel like as I was running that race, I think there were certain things I needed to put my best foot forward and let other things just like, it's just not that big of a deal. But, like, it's not that, like, I'm changing. I think that I'm becoming more authentic. Right. So I don't know, but you well, get what I'm saying? Well, what happens is that when you work for anybody, yes, you you respect their authority, respect yep, what they're right. trying to do, and you're in it. We're good. Yeah. And so once that season moves, and you're right, there's like, okay, that was that's who I needed to be 
to fit that. But like like you said, you're still you. Yeah. It's just in a different context. But like, I don't know so. if I would have admitted to like, oh, I had a drink before. Like, or I, I would have felt right. uncomfortable. But like, it's not that I'm changing because I was having a drink when I was a pastor. Right. And there's a lot of pastors that have a lot of drinks. Hello. Hallelujah. Some of them need to be delivered, <laughs> but that's kind of my business. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like you would have been judged if you I just, were yes, holding I yourself? Would, I feel like when you are on a stage, on a platform, on a regular basis, people hold you to a higher standard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I don't know, I'm just in my own life and I can do this because I'm 26. I don't have no kids. I don't have any responsibilities. I can kind of live for me yeah. and not think about like the backlash. Like what's the worst that could happen? I move home to my grandma, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or my dad. That's right. Um, but I would rather people love me for who I am than love me for who they think I am. That's right. Okay. Because when you're, on that, when you're on that stage, mm-hmm. people assume that you are somebody. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when I'm running that race, people assume that, oh, Raynaud sings these songs. He, this is, yeah. But it's not always the reality. I don't know how I got there. See, I'm just, this is what I see that I don't think you see on yourself, though. Mm. Who you are is the blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, when I see you singing and that message you're translating, that's, like, you are the blessing. Like when I first met you and we had that conversation and you were just talking and open, like your personality and who you are is the blessing to people. That's right. Like if you were to, wherever you end up going and wherever, you know, the the race takes you. That's right. I think you always stand on who you are yeah. regardless because you may not be accepted by a hundred, but the moment you are accepted is mm-hmm. where you need to be. Come on. Which is why good. I think, you know, you're here doing your own thing. Come on. This is your oh, space. Right. This, right. this is my church. The not right. safe for church church of God in Christ Baptist AME International <laughs> Ministries. You can pay your tithes hey. right now. You know, we love Don't tither. Get me started we need some sponsors show, right now. Hallelujah. I need a sponsor. Hallelujah. I still got a few more episodes. I got to pay Quan. Praise the Lord. All right, SJ. Um, you have your hands in so many things. You have events. You have the gym. And so much more to come i won't tell your business because i signed an nda um, do you oh, ever feel <laughs> like, do you ever feel like you're doing too much and does it ever feel overwhelming and like how are you running your race while occupying so many spaces like i see your calendar on a daily basis and i'm like what the heck is going on but i'm happy you're busy so i could pay my rent and my car payment <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do I think I'm doing too much? No. Yeah. I think there's always more that can be done oh. in a sense. Okay. Um, I always joke I want to be the Bethany Frankel of the West Coast, right? Oh, so we're on. just getting started. I don't even know Bethany or the Frankels. But, uh, <laughs> Real Housewives. Okay. I was like, who are they? What, <laughs> what, it, what it is. Exactly. What? So what it is for me, um, do I get overwhelmed? A thousand percent. And yeah. I think just like you were saying, people see me a certain way. They see me happy all the time. They see me, you know, loud, obnoxious. It's SJ. You can tell when I'm in a mood and I try not to, but you can. It's just not really. If you don't, if you know mm, you, if you know me, right. And I only let a certain amount of people know me, (laughs) but even my business partner, Julie, and I had a talk just the other day about it. And she's like, it's weird. Nobody sees this other side of you. Nobody would know that you're this way too. And I'm like, everyone has their shit. It just smells different. There's going to be days where I'm on it. I'm great. It's wonderful. And I have days where I don't want to get out of bed just like everybody else. Mm, Um, And I'm very thankful for my core people and my person that I can talk to every day when I'm feeling down and when I'm feeling like I don't want to do this. I, but it affects so many other people too, that I don't even think I realize it. Like when I have an off Mm. day teaching or if I have an off day at a wedding, it's it's not just affecting me. Yeah. It's affecting 
everybody around me. Their wedding, so, their gym experience. And it, yeah. Right. And it's and it, again, you have to take yourself out of the situation. It's not about you. You And that's how selfless. It you yeah. that's what it is, right? So um I I'm so thankful for where we're at. So that's my other thing too, is like, I wake up every day feeling so blessed to where it's like, I'll give back as much as I can. So if that's my energy, my whatever it is, you know, it's, I love it though too. If I take three days off from the gym and I come back and people are like, where have you been? What's going on? Like, I love that. That the fact that they, oh, you're so sweet, but it's just, it's very overwhelming. It is. It's a lot of pressure. Right. Yeah. And I, I've not always been here. So there it's a very big change for me because I was a shit show, as we know, for a solid 10 years. Mm-hmm. So coming out now where I'm at, it's like it's it's pressure and yeah. it and it not. I mean, look at us. Right. Yeah. Like, I love you 100 percent. You will not fail. I will make sure you will not fail. It. But it's also that like I'm going to take care of you. We got this. Mm-hmm. Whatever our, the journey is, we're going to make it. Right? So you you have those people. Over- oh, are you crying? I'm not. I am not. Where I signed up to be oh, in the family. You oh. signed an NDA. Oh, yeah. no. Mighty God. But it's just, it's just, I love it's, it. it's, you, you love the people around you. Absolutely. You support the people around you. You won't let those people fail. Right? Yeah. So is it overwhelming? Yep. Am I going to quit? Nope. Can we're I just getting started. NDA too? Uh, I, <laughs> I can't afford both y'all. There's only space for one for me. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on to the one eight hundred Ask Saint. We're wrapping up this episode, but you know we gotta get into this segment. The question is: I recently started listening to your podcast. Episode one was hilarious and real. I was shocked to see you so open and honest about sex and relationships. My question is: Why is sex a taboo topic in church? Oof. I don't know. I feel like, Nate, you were a youth pastor. Well, I was going to say, I mean, the first episode when I heard it triggered me as well. I know. Nate and his wife were like, like, I don't even know if I want to be on this show. I don't know if it's for me. There's a lot going on. I think there's a, the, it's not the taboo of the topic itself. It's the openness and honesty about it that was like, ooh. And I think how you present this experience is you allow people to be themselves. Yep. And you're not a correction person. I'm not. Right. You're an I'm open, not Jesus. I'm you're, not God. You're right. just allowing people yeah. to speak. And uh, I think a lot of people were just hoping to say, okay, where's where's your partner going to tell them what's up and this and this? And you're just allowing them to tell their story and their understanding. And you allow that space to happen. I think a lot of people had issues with just what that was yeah. as opposed to, and I think there's a lot sure. of shock of like, oh, this is what, the, and I was thinking about this too. I feel like almost every pastor should have heard that podcast because it's like, these are people who are, Thinking this way, living this way, and communicating their their beliefs. I didn't find them in the club. I, like, I didn't find them at the brunch. I found them in the, the church. church. That's right. That's, that's, I'm sorry. And so Let I me thought, shut up. oh man, if there's a way of other pastors needing communicating something different, if they didn't like that episode or anything like that, and it's not pastors, but it's anybody who had issues with it. There needs to be a process now of like, okay, where are we at with this journey on this topic? And you know, and I wish that sometimes if people have a like, I feel. A part of me feels bad to even be outside of the church because I feel like I'm not in the ring. Yeah. So now I can't talk. Like, I right, feel like, where have- am I talking from? I'm not right. even in the ring. I'm not in a fight every day. Right, right. And I'm not, and I'm not in a fight by choice um, because I don't want, I don't want any grown men. I don't want anybody to feel like they have to answer for my, for my podcast or right. what I have to say. But I feel like I can't really talk. And sometimes I wish that people that were in the fight, like if they, like say, I say you heard episode one, you're like, hey. Why don't I come on there? But I think a lot of times Christians are scared of conflict. And it's like, 
I don't have to agree with you. And like, even like the whole sex thing, I think it's taboo because people are not honest where they're struggling. Right. Like people are not honest. Like, oh my gosh, I'm horny and I'm a Christian. I feel, um, I feel, um, what's that word? I feel convicted. Right. Like I shouldn't have sex, right. but I want to do it. And nobody can be honest and be like able to say that. And right. I think we are not creating spaces for people to have grace and just be honest. Like, okay, like, yeah, I'm horny. I want to have sex. I like this person. They're fine to me. Like, oh my gosh, from head to toe, they're everything I've been praying for. Like, they're in my dreams. I imagine them touching me, laying their hands on me. You know what I mean? Like, people are not honest about that. I'm on. See, with the Lord, one thing about me, I'm I, honest. I yes. say, God, I want, I want to touch hey, this person. But I think, like I've said before, I think that is a problem with the church. Is yeah. people are not able to say a lot of honest, truthful feelings when it comes to certain things like sex or other topics, right? Like we're brought up a certain way. This is what we say. This is what we do. You don't, the con, when there's conflict, you shut up. Yep. That's That's religion too, right? And that's exactly it. Like it it doesn't matter what religion you are. It's that's how you're brought up. Like, yeah. And I think people will benefit more if it was an open topic and honest because people realize we all struggle with a lot more yeah. right. together than we think we do. Yeah. Right. And it's like, instead of avoiding it, like sex is yeah. not supposed to be meant to be a bad thing. No. Yeah. Um, but because we don't give the context of sex and how it's supposed yeah. to work. And you know, the reality, I mean, when I go to church, I need, I need the truth. I need you to tell me right. like stuff that you really deal with day to day Yeah. Um, and how to battle that and get through that. And yeah. I think if we approach that as a church, it a change. It'll change a lot. Yeah. Um, and it'll help more people than they think it'll hurt. Yeah. Well, and I think especially for kids, because growing up and you had to go to confession, right? I never told the truth. Like, I didn't want to tell my I priest didn't go to that. No confession. I didn't either, but well, I understand. I know what you're saying. <laughs> Orthodox Church, you did. <laughs> so you had to go to confession. And I wasn't telling the priest, like, I had sex. I was drinking. Like, you held back. You weren't yeah. being honest. And then mm-hmm. you went and took communion, which you shouldn't have because you really didn't confess what you should have confessed. Like, yeah. you just didn't. You know, it was a priest coming over for family dinner on Sunday, and then I told him on Friday night that I had sex. Like, no, I'm not. I wouldn't do that, mm, right? It makes so you I hide, think right? it it did. It, it you there again. It's this fakeness that I think is very hard, especially growing up in the church. You can't be your true self with certain things because you don't want the priest or someone to look differently upon you. Like yeah. it's, you know, and then you wonder, are they going to tell your parents? Like it's all these things where yeah. it's like it's hard, especially now. Like I oh. think I'm old as fuck right now right so i think back you know 20 years on this episode (laughs) (laughs) i know like i you know almost 20 years now was when i started high school so for me i like now what the kids are dealing with i can't even imagine right you know i couldn't either the 16 year olds now look like they're 34 like me like i don't understand what they're eating what they're doing but like it's just a different world that we live in so i think if we talked about it more if kids felt more comfortable to talk about it more, church would be completely different for people. Mm. If we could be truly honest and talk honestly. Yeah, and it's, it's for me, it's just like, I don't understand, even like as a, sometimes like I was a leader for so long, I don't understand like what is the difference between being like, what is wrong with being honest or being real? There's like, nothing wrong with know, it. I just, and then I guess people don't respect you when you're, I don't I disagree. It's there's, so hard. There's, there's a lot so of people hard. that will respect you. For yes. yes. There are a lot of people who will respect you, but there are other people you. who will say, man, that was too honest. Or too like, much, yeah. yeah. That's the issue with them, not you. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's just hard though. It's hard. But there's a member that goes to the gym who I looked at her and I said, what are you doing? I yeah. know she's in high school. I know she's party. I know she's going out. She's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. 
Two weeks later, she goes, you were right. I go, I know I'm not stupid. So yeah. I'm your safe place. I mean, Come you talk to me. Absolutely. Like, you, you need that person because, yeah. you know, you need that, whether it's a church or someone. Yeah. Like, especially now, you need that person that you can be honest with yeah. and say, I need help. Like, when Absolutely. you didn't have someone to call, that broke my heart. Like, there's always yeah. someone that you should be able to yeah, call, sure. even if it is the owner of your gym. Who cares? Like, know that you're there. Like, yeah. it, it shouldn't be hard. And that's being the hands and feet of Jesus at the end of the day. Like, yes. when you're like... I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to help you. I'm here yes. to help you carry on. Like I'm here. And like, I think about even like one of the most influential people in the Bible is David. Mm -hmm. David was a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. But if you look at David's story, that man is jacked up. That's right. Like he's horrible, but he was a man after God's own heart because he was honest mm -hmm. and he was real and God knew where he stood. Mm -hmm. And I think if people could have conversations and be honest about sex or drugs or whatever, alcohol, like what if people could be honest in church spaces, I think there would be more people really after God's own heart. Mm. But I think a lot of times we're after an image and not the heart of God. You know what I mean? We're it's after hard. like, yes. I want to present Absolutely. that I'm something greater than I really am. And then when I'm really not that, that's why so many pastors and scandals, you know what I mean? <sighs> Jesus, you could look up the internet and there's so many, like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't leave because of the scandal. Thank you, Jesus. I used to pray every day. I literally put that on my prayer wall. All right, let's, let's be very specific on that prayer <laughs> Hallelujah. Wall. You got to be very specific. <laughs> All right, it's time for the benediction, but I cannot let you leave without a word of the day. Um, I have this thing that I have at home. It's called a prayer window. And um, this prayer window um, is a picture of it. And uh, it's expired. It's, um, yeah, I don't. I didn't put the real, I kind of blurted out. <laughs> I was going to say. Because yeah. I don't want y'all to know everything I'm praying for because I know some of y'all ain't praying for me. You're praying on me. I'm not trying to be shady. Mic drop. But um, it's the scripture in Habakkuk uh, 2, and, uh, verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. I'm going to read it to you. It says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and engrave it plainly on clay tablets so the one who reads it will run for vision is yet for the appointed future in time. It hurries towards the goal of fulfillment. It will not fail, even though it delays. Wait patiently for it because it will certainly come. It will not delay. And when I read that scripture, the reason I have that prayer window is because I write it down. I write those prayers down. I write everything down. Unless sometimes I'm writing things down that are so crazy and so dumb, but I'm going to write it down because I believe that eventually my heart will line up with God's heart. And I believe that um, what he has for me will line up with what, 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 what I I will start to line up my life with that. And so I write prayers down. And sometimes there's been times I took the prayer off because God has been like, okay, Renard, you don't really want that. Mm -hmm. You don't really need that. Like you're just and like, so I'm not saying you put everything on the board and it happens like that. That's not what I'm saying, but you write it down. And after I write it down, I read it every morning. I will open up my blinds and I have the sun looking on the inside of it. And for me, it represents the S O N, not the S U N. The S O N oh. is shining on my prayer, shining on my request, shining, shining on what I'm asking God to do in my life. And I like this part of the scripture it says, even though it delays, wait patiently for it mm. because delay does not mean denial. A lot of times we think when we're waiting on God, we're praying for something. We're believing God to do something. Delay does not mean de uh, it, delay does not mean denial. It just means yeah. you got to wait on it. And I just really believe I am a, a activist for prayer. I believe when you pray, things change. I have seen mountains move. I've seen money Man. appear out of nowhere. I've seen, I literally, there was one time when I was a kid, uh, we were leaving church. We didn't know what we were going to eat that night. And, um, our 
our food stamps had ran out and we were on our way home and um, my auntie Tanya called my mom and she said, hey, I cook dinner tonight. Mm. And we were at church praying, believing that God would make a way out of no Amen. way. And you cannot tell me that God don't make a way. And that's what I'm telling you. You pray. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing, but you got to pray. You got to get on your knees and you say, God, I believe. And sometimes faith is faith is the evidence of things not seen. So guess what? You can't see it. Sometimes you can't even mm. believe it. Sometimes mm. you can't even comprehend it. But sometimes you got to activate your faith. You write that prayer down. You put it on the wall. And guess what? It may delay, but it don't mean denial. So that's Amen. all I have to say today. Oh, my Lord, I feel saved all over again. How about you? How about you? Mighty God, if you are a business owner and would like to sponsor this podcast, um, you can sponsor this podcast at NSFC. My spirit is stirred. Whoa, I hey, feel like the church announcements. Today. I feel like the church announcements. You know, hey. at the black church, they start catching up. Like, right. All right. If you like to sponsor this podcast, you can email the Not Safe for Church podcast at gmail.com. I would like to thank my sponsors, my co hosts, and I, I want to remind you to like, comment, and subscribe. If you could say, Ronald, what can I do for you right now? You need to do that. Hallelujah. And um, I want to thank my best friend of over a decade for sponsoring this episode, Diamond Ray. I love you. Thank you, Claiborne Loops. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe and follow us at NSFC Podcast. Till the next time, Jesus is for everybody. Hey, woo! All right.